So good to see you today. Everybody's wearing all these drab colors. I decided I'm ready for some springtime, so I went ahead and wore my Hawaii shirt, hoping that uh, maybe it would speed up a little bit. And if not, I'm going to rejoice in spring today. It was beautiful on Saturday, wasn't it? Amen. Praise God. Let's see here. Um, so good to see y'all. And I'm so excited about next week that we can, man, we're do, we got a big crowd here today. And I believe next week is going to be even bigger. We're going to try to put some more seats out, what have you, um, so we can accommodate you. And we are so excited that you are part of Kingdom Impact. And uh, that song, I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs. You know, just that he, he's done it in the past and he'll do it again. That he's never failed us. And I think it says, I'll never forget that you haven't failed me yet. The problem is, is most people sing that song, but they forget. We forget how much God has blessed us and how much he has never failed us. We really do. That's why it's so good to go back to the Word of God. It's so good to go to God in prayer. It's so good to come to church on Sundays and, and share with brothers and sisters in Christ to keep that in the forefront of your mind that He's never failed you. And during our prayer time with God, we need to speak that out. God, thank you that you never failed me. Because we need to remind ourselves um, of that. And we need to walk around and be strong and courageous as it says in Joshua um, 1.9. It says, this is my commandment. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We forget that he's never failed us, and we forget that he's with us. We go through life and deal with situations and problems, trials, tribulations, fire and water, and all kind of things like that that comes in our life, and we try to deal with it, and we forget that he's with us. We forget that we have that advocate right there. We forget that we have our Father right here beside us. We have Jesus sitting right here ready to fight on our behalf, ready to help us, ready to bless us, ready to, to, to give to us, provide for us, whatever we need. He's there, and we forget about that as well. The title of my message today is Bend, Bow, or Burn. All right? This is not a fire and brimstone message. Some of y'all got scared. Oh, he's going to preach hell to me. No, that's not what this message is about. This message is, is bend, bow, or burn. And I want to talk to you about um, um, a very familiar story that's very popular um, in the Old Testament of, uh, in uh, Daniel about Shadrach, Meshach, and Kojak. I mean Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Kojak's a movie from a long time ago. I'm sorry. But, uh, <clears throat> but you know, it's a, things are a lot scarier whenever you're not by yourself, right? When you're alone, we're, we're just typically a whole lot more fearful, it seems like. We, we, we are, we're intimidated a lot more because we're alone. I remember when I was in the military, I told you last week that, you know, I was uh, 135 pounds when I was in the Navy. And um, all the guys on the ship from day one, they were bound and, and determined to make me a man. And so they wanted me to fight. They lay, this man, he's 220 pounds. He'd stand on me on, on that non-skid on my back and say, no, get up, you know. And uh, he, he, he would make me get on my knees and wrestle with him. He would do everything he could to try to get me to teach me to fight and teach me to toughen up because he said, you're a mama's boy. And he said, you, you know, and, and uh, you ain't going to make it around here. <laughs> you know, so they would put $5 on the table and say, okay, I got fault for $5. Let's go. And whoever wants to stand up and wrestle with me, we would wrestle. And uh, so it was, it was fun, and, and I, I was still a punk. But, but uh, I was able to have a good time with them. But because I had them around me, when I, because I was scrawny, when we went out in town, I never fought. We never got in bar fights. I never got in bar fights because anytime anything happened, they would always take care of me. 
So when somebody made me mad, I just ran off like the mouth because I knew they had my back and I didn't care because I was surrounded by my peeps, my crowd, my crew, you know. And I knew that they, they would say, I, we got this, Doug, and they would stand up in front of me. So I just ran my mouth off and I'm like, what you looking at, man? I felt like Rocky Balboa all the time. Nobody messed with me, man. Um, but uh, also about, about 15 years ago or so, I took a youth group and... Uh, you know, many of y'all know Donna in here, um, Donna Todd, and she, she went with me as one of my youth leaders, and we went to uh, South Bronx, inner city, um, and New York, and we went to uh, Fort Apache, and we went to, it was one of them, uh, really a dangerous area, and we went there, and we went, even went into the high-rise um, apartments and knocked on every single door, um, asking if they want us to pray for them. And you would think, man, you must be crazy because that's a dangerous part of town and that's really dangerous for y'all just to go in and try to just go preach Jesus. You know, but the thing is, is we went with this man named Pastor Tom Grisano. And Pastor Tom knew all these people because he had block parties for families. He had already knocked on all the doors. He had already been there and, 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 and he had a history with them. They knew his story and he knew their story. And so whenever we were somewhere, they would look at us and say, you don't belong here. But then they would, then they would look at Pastor Tom and say, oh, he, he's with y'all? Yes. What was that? Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought a car drove out in the backyard. Oh, okay. But so anyway, um, so he would, he would look at him. Then he would look back at us and they would say, okay, well, you're with him. You're good. You know, and so, so we went there and we, we had a good time. We ministered Jesus. Lots and lots of people got saved. Um, we, you know, we were doing like dramas and stuff right in the middle of our dramas. We had a kid ride his bicycle right through the drama just to try to, just to mess with us. We had somebody um, throw a, a, a can of uh, beans and franks at us one time. But that's about, that's about the worst it was. Anytime anything started happening, Pastor Tom said, we need to leave. And we would, we would just leave and go on if there was going to be an you know, altercation amongst themselves. Um, but they never messed with us because they knew Pastor Tom and they knew Pastor Tom was there to help and to love and to care. And they knew that Pastor Tom was, was on their side and he loved them. So anywhere we went, all we had to do was say, even if we were alone, and someone would address us, we'd say, hey, we were Pastor Tom Grisano. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, how are you doing? And we just had this great conversation, and it was just wonderful. Because he had authority there. And 96% of the kids that went to his after-school program graduated from high school, so parents were on his side. And so it was, it was amazing that he was with us. And the thing is, is, is that whenever, you know, I talked about how, how people would look at, at a Pastor Tom and then look at us. Well, the thing is, is when people look at us, they don't, when the enemy, Satan, looks at us, he don't see much. But then he sees who's right here by our side all the time. He sees Jesus, then he's intimidated and he is scared. He's not like, oh, you're good. He's like, oh, my goodness. I'm scared because you're with him and, 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 and he has already showed me that he could take me out one time. And I know he's going to do it again, but I don't want it to be right now. So we have Christ in our life. And when we're walking through our life, we can have that and know that Jesus is by us. And he will fight our battles for us and with us. And we are never, ever alone. Somebody say, I'm not alone. Because right now during this time, there's a lot of people that have texted me, called me, and talked to me. And said, I feel alone. I feel without. I feel I'm by myself. I feel like nobody's around. I feel like it's just, just because of this COVID thing, everybody feels alone. And that's just not true because God is with you. You may not feel him. You may not see him. But he is there. If you're a Christian, he, if, if he's not there, then we all need just to, just to rip the Bible up and just walk away from God. Because his word of God says that he is. And if the word of God says he is, he is. And so we got, we got to say, you know what, we know he's here. And then we, so we got to call out to him. But we got to be strong and courageous and know that God is with us. And God has authority. And the devil knows history. He knows Jesus' history. He knows his Jesus' history. 
history, his story. He knows Jesus' story. And so he knows what it is. And so whenever the fight comes to you and the fight's going to come from the enemy, you got to remember John chapter 16:33, as he was talking to the disciples. In the NIV, it says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The message, in, in this godless world, you will experience difficulties, but take heart. I have conquered the world. And in the King James Version, it says, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Either way, it don't any, any, any translation you look at, it's the same thing. Christ wins. Christ has overcome, and he's made us overcomers. You know, there's, and, and another thing it says in those, every one of those translations, that you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. Go ahead and know it, man up, woman up, and, and know, you know what? It's going to happen. But I have God with me. Because I have him with me, it's not going to be bad as it is. And because I have him with me, and he can't leave me, then he's not going to fail. He's going to, he's going to walk through this fire with us. Okay, now so... Daniel chapter 3, I encourage you to go back and read this whole, this whole, whole book, at least the first three or four chapters, um, because of the fact of it talks about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in there in the beginning and, and, and what they went through and how God's hand was on their life and how God favored them and, and made them go up. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar was a king of Babylon, and he was a very proud man. And he, had, he wanted everybody to worship him, and he made this big old, big old statue that was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. Solid gold, it must be a god. It, you know, I think Russ Taft wrote a song about that, you know, idols. Um, but it was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. It was huge. And it, a lot of people think that it could have very well been... Uh, one in resemblance of him because he was a very proud man you know um, and then he said what's going to happen is I want y'all to come to this this big idol everybody and I want you to bow down when the music plays I want you to bow down and he mentioned a horn a flute a zither a lyre a harp and a pipe in Daniel chapter 310 but the thing is is he says that it was if you if you look at it in the King James it says it was 60 cubits high six cubits wide and he mentioned six instruments there so that that is very interesting of the three sixes that is there in, the, in that little scenario there but um nebuchadnezzar asked all the important people all the judges everybody of importance at all to come in there and you know that shadrach meshach and abednego was included in that because they had already ranked up some and so they went there and he said here's what's going to happen we're going to play the music and when the when the music plays i want y'all to bow i mean this is just like a jazzy bell spirit like crazy ain't it? he's he's full he's full of himself and control um, and so he said, and if you don't bow, what's going to happen is you're going to get thrown into the furnace. So I know everybody's going to bow. So everybody bowed. And the music played, everybody bowed. Well, almost everybody. Except for three young teenage boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, and they said, you know what, we're not, we're not, we're not going to bow. And so Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, I think y'all misunderstood. I know y'all teenagers, y'all don't understand. But see, they understood more than anybody else there did. You know, Timothy says, don't let, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Just because you're young and you're a teenager does not mean that you are not anointed, that you do not have gifts of God and of the Holy Spirit, and that you cannot be powerful in this kingdom because you are. But so he said, I don't think you guys got it, y'all teenagers. So let me, let me say it again. Music plays, you bow, you bend, okay, or you burn, okay. So we go, music play, you bow, bend, you bow, bend to burn, or you, you're going you're gonna to burn because you got it. Music, get it, bow. You got that? Everybody's like, cool. So, let the music begin. Music played, 
They're like, we ain't going to do that. This ain't going to happen. Ain't going to do it. And so he got very upset. He was very mad and ticked off about it. And he was, he's like, I want to throw these guys in, into the furnace. And their response was, in verse 17 of Daniel chapter 3, If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, then the God we serve who was able to save us from it will rescue us um, from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of, of gold that you have set up before him. I, I love that's one of the greatest statements in the, in the Bible. You know, there's a bunch of wonderful statements, and I'm not trying to compare, but I'm saying one of a, a, a great statement in the Bible is basically, it doesn't matter what you do to me. I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to bow to your, 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 your idols and your, and your gods. It doesn't matter. God's going to save me, and I'm going to stand up, and if I die, I'm still going to serve God. And we kind of understand that. See, because here's the thing today, teenagers, adults, Senior citizen, whoever's in this room, whoever's watching online, this is what's happening today. That this world is trying to get us to conform to them and bow to their idols. This world is trying to get us to bow to the, their way of thinking. And that, that kind of, we, we are not of this world. We're in this world. We're just passing through. We are Christians. We are not, not governed by this world. And this world is trying to get us to bow down to drugs, sex, and alcohol, and lying, and, 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 and uh, power, and control, and, and status, and all this kind of stuff. All these gods that this world has set up to make you think that that's the, the American dream. And it's just not worth going there for. There's another place in the Bible, in Job chapter 13 and 15, that kind of has the same kind of semblance as what the three uh, uh, amigos just said. It says, Job 13 and 15, it says, Though he slay me, yet I will hope or trust in him. Again, do what you got to do. You know, God, because I know I'm losing all this stuff, but you know what, God? Even if he takes my life, I'm still going to serve God. Because I'm not, I'm going to trust in him, I have hope in him, and no matter what happens to me, it's not going to make me turn my life. Because his wife came to him and said, why don't you just curse God and go ahead and die? And she's like, he's like, no, no way, there's no way I am going, I'm going to trust God no matter what. You know, though he, you know, I came naked in this world, naked I'll leave. And even if he kills me, I'm going to, I'm going to serve God till I die. And our, our God will rescue us out of these situations. Nebuchadnezzar was furious, and he ordered the men seven times hotter. He said, you know what? Just don't put them in a furnace. Turn it up seven times. You know, and so then he put them in the seven times. The, man, the guard that put them into the fire died. It was so hot. That's how hot it was. Verse 23. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to, leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, the king said, look, I see four men walking in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the Son of God. I believe that Jesus had not come to earth yet as a, in flesh, but I believe personally, just, just a thought of mine, that that was Christ that came down in the Spirit into that fire and showed them so we can know today that when we're in the fire, He is with us. And I'm believing that. That was the first time that God, that Jesus came to this earth. I believe it, it was because it, it wasn't as a human. He came as the Spirit of God. You know, but he came and, and showed them. That's why he said it looked like the Son of God. So these three men were, were thrown in there. And, and it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were tied up, but they were in the fire just worshiping God. And, and the, 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 uh, the ropes had either burned off or Jesus took them off. Either way, they were free and unbound. 
they were not burning, they were not consumed, and they were not hurt. As a matter of fact, the word says even when they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. That's why the word of God says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you're going through the fire, you can know that God's with you. And he's going to help you and protect you. So four, four points here. Number one, I want you to know today that the fire will not destroy you. It will not destroy you. It cannot defeat you because it cannot defeat God because God is with you. So the thing is, is that, that I'm not talking about that. Yes, we're going to all go through something one day for all, for it's appointed once to die and after that the judgment. I understand that. Everybody's going to die for one day from something. I'm not talking, I'm just talking about our everyday trials, tribulations, the fire that we go through, you know, the, the, when we feel like we're drowning, what have you. All these things will not kill us. We've got to just stay with it because God is with us. I can worship God in the middle of cancer and know that God is king. I can worship God during the middle of a divorce and separation. I can worship God when my kids are, are messing up and not serving God. God the way they should I can mess I can worship God you know when, when people are attacking me because God is walking with me he's walking with me and then if he ta- when, when he takes me one day I will be walking with him come on it switches around there don't it you know here on earth he's walking with me but praise God I'm gonna walk with him one day and when God chooses it's my time I'm ready to go and he's, like I said lately, it's been a couple times I thought it might have been my time, but it hasn't through my car wreck and through my 18 days of COVID. But, but thank God that I'm still here today. And God is blessed and restored in that. Number two, God will get the glory in the fire. There's nothing greater than you can do for other Christians and other sinners than for you going through a hard time, steadfast with God and serving God and not, not, not yielding to the enemy. There's no greater example of Christ is whenever, well, there's great, equally great examples, but a great example is because when someone sees you going through hell in your life and they see you saying, but I praise God, I give God the glory, he's going to pull me through it. Man, that speaks volumes to other people. How can they go through what they're going through and still have joy? How can they go what they're going through and still have peace? How can they go what they're going through and still have their right mind? That's what happens. But you know what? I can do it because of God. So you don't even have to say nothing. They see it in you when you're walking tall and strong in Christ because of that. Number three, I'm fireproof. I'm fireproof with God on my side. I started to call this message fireproof. But I'm fireproof with God because you know what? The, the, the fire didn't steal my joy because I'm fireproof. The fire, when you're going through the fire, it does not make me turn from God because I'm fireproof. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm serving God and I'm in the fire, you know, the fire does not stop me from ministering to other people. The, the, one of the greatest times that you can minister to other people is when you're going through the fire yourself. You know why? Because it gets your mind off your own little pitiful situation. And it start, and I, I say pitiful. I'm just saying at, when we're just, you know, sorrowful. I'm, I'm not putting, putting little anybody's situation because it could be way greater than I can even imagine. But I'm just saying it gets our mind off our pitiful self, let's put it that way, and puts our mind on God. Okay, you know, so it didn't stop me. I, I found some people find God in the fire in, in a greater measure because you can't go through the fire and not be purified. You know, there's a, that beautiful song, I want to be tried by fire. I love it. I love, I love that. Um, I, I, I did a couple of those on, on TikTok about being tried by fire, and I had that, that, that song in the background. It's just a beautiful song. Um, and so uh, the thing is, is that, that God wants us to know that we can come through the fire, and when we come through the fire, we can even be. We, we will be better on the other side of that fire. How can you be so sure? Because fire refines. 
And when we come out of that fire, we're going to come out better than we were. You know, you can be tried by fire. Matter of fact, Isaiah 43, 1 through 3 says, But now, this is what the Lord says. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, I will be with you. They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You will not be burned. You will not be set ablaze. Verse 28, let me get back to the scripture. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to rescue his servants. They trusted him and defiled the king's command and were were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any other god except their own god. Therefore, I decree, listen to this, I decree, the king says this, that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and their houses will be burned into rubble for no other god can save in this way. How about that last little script, that little last little piece there? No other God can save in this way. That's why there's only one God. Because no other God can save in the way that God saves. No other God is alive. They all have passed away, but, but God. What a turnaround. One from you'll bow down to me to, hey, if anybody messes with these boys, God will kill you. You know? I want to know, you know, and we read these stories and just it came to my mind just when I was doing this, I was like, when are we as Christians going to get it? We read these stories. We hear messages. We hear podcasts. We worship. We hear these songs. We got all, got all, all on, our, on, our, on our Pandora and all that. And we hear it and we hear it. And we, when are we going to get about the promises of God are true? That, that, that God wants us to live and, and, and thrive in Him. That what He says is true. But we, we constantly forget God's promises. We constantly forget that He's with us. But God's like... How many times have you got to hear the word of God? How many times have you got to read? Have you got to hear the pastor preach before you get it? The greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And you don't have to walk around busted and defeated and and disgusted and hurt and pain and turmoil. You don't have to walk around in fear. When are we going to get it? When are we going to get it to where we can even share it with other people? Not only were things better... But they got promoted. In Daniel chapter 3 and 30 it says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to an even higher position in the providence of Babylon. Now, we may, you know, I, listen, I'm not saying that you get promoted at work. All right? Don't, don't, don't hold me to that. But you will get promoted spiritually in the kingdom. God will promote you up to the, your next spiritual maturity level. You go through that fire and God uses that for you. Number four, people who... Um, survive the fire change the world there's two kind of people people who have survived the fire and people who are in the fire (laughs) that's everybody in this room you've either survived the fire and and you're out of one right now or you're in one that's basically how it is right now every one of us have a story to tell about our fire situation and our you know and you may say but pastor i don't feel like i'm in a fire it's not hot like that i just feel like i'm drowning i feel like i'm in over my head well go back to isaiah even when the waters come above you you will not drown 
So it don't matter if you feel like you're drowning and you're, you're in that fire, you're, you're in a, a, a physical fire, like not a physical, but a spiritual fire of, of, of tribulation. Or if you're just going through a bunch of junk, God is there. He did it once and he will do it again. The key point is that we got to understand is that, that, that we will never be able to bring a world to Christ by acting like, like them. We have to stand up. We have to stand against things. And we have to say, you know what? You know, I'm not going to bow to that. I'm not going to believe that way just because everybody believes that. I'm not going to do this because everybody's doing that. I have a, 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 a rule book right here. Basic instructions before leaving earth. And this is my instruction book. It's not a rule book. It's an instruction book, a book of promises and a book of helps for me. And I'm going to go by that book. And I'm not going to bend and conform to the world. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Paul said, Paul said uh, in, in Romans 12, well, I just quoted it. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. He also said um, in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Um, though outwardly we were wasting away, inwardly we were being renewed day by day. Outwardly, the enemy can come against us and make us sad and, and, and depressed at times. But inwardly, we're being renewed and we're getting stronger and stronger. And the joy of the Lord is our strength inside every day. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving, um, are achieving for us an external glory that far outweighs all them. So all this little junk we're going through, all this stuff on this earth that we're going through is nothing compared to the wonderful riches of heaven where we're going. This little trial and tribulation, you know, you know it's, it's so minuscule in time compared to eternity. So we fix our eyes. So what do we do? We fix our eyes um, not on what is seen, but what is on unseen. What is unseen? Not the trial I'm going through, but what God is doing through me. For what is, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When we go through the fire, we don't ask for fires and tribulations, but we do ask for a fire. We ask for God, his fire to burn in my soul to come down and cleanse and burn away the chaff and burn away the things in my life that shouldn't be there. Burn away things in my life, God. Show me, let the fire come into my heart and burn away all the things in my heart that should not be there so we can be better, we can move on. In closing, if you could just play a little something for me while we're doing this. In closing, I want to tell you somebody who was in a fire and chose to believe God. Cassie Bernal was a teenager that was martyred and murdered in April 20th, 1999 at Columbine High School outside of Denver, Colorado. She was 17 years old, and she had 11 of her classmates and a teacher that died that day from the hands of the murderer, Eric Harris. Eric Harris looked at her and had her stand up and said, Do you believe in God? She said, Yes. And he shot her and killed her because of her faith in Christ right then. This was not Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This was not a spur-of-the-moment thing. He's going to throw me, should I bow or should I not? Should I bow? No, they had already settled in their mind a long time ago. Cassie had already decided in her mind a long time ago that I'm going to stand for God, and I'm not going to bend and bow to no idols. I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to have faith in God, and I'm not changing. It's not something that you decide in the moment, because if you wait to the moment, we're flesh and we'll fail. 
I want to read you. How do you know that, Pastor Doug, about her? Well, let me read you one of the memoirs of one of her journal, journal pieces. I think I, I'm going to have it up here on the, up on the screen. From, from six months to a year before that, before, before, less than a year before her death. This is what Cassie said. When God doesn't want me to do something, I'm de I definitely know it. When he wants me to do something, um, even if it means going outside of my comfort zone, I know that too. I feel pushed into the direction I need to go. I, I try to stand up for my faith at school. It can be discouraging, but it also can be rewarding. Listen to this, guys. Listen. I will die for my God. I will die for my faith. It's the least I can do for Christ dying for me. She already knew. When she stood up, it wasn't even a question. She had already made up in her mind, I will stand for Christ. But we got too many weak Christians in this world that are spineless that will not stand up for Christ. We're scared to talk about Christ. We're scared to share Christ because what somebody's going to think about us. What somebody's going to say about us. We've got to stand for what the Word of God says and that alone and not yield and bow to other things. We're going to stand for Christ. You know, it takes, takes me standing here and someone walks through that door and says, Pastor, you, you deny Christ or die? Like, well, hey, I'll see y'all later. Here's the deal. You know, I, I, there was something on Facebook or, or maybe TikTok somewhere, and they were, say, they were, they were asking, it, it may real soon come that you can't speak the name of Christ in public without being arrested or preach, especially preach, without being arrested. What will you do? And I was like, like it's an option. I wanted to put, when I was thinking about this text, and like it's an option. I'm going to preach for Christ, and, and y'all just have to, I'll have to carry my cell phone and do FaceTime live in jail or something. Because I'm not going to stop serving Christ. I'm not going to stop speaking about Christ. I'll be like Paul. I'll get more glory. In, in, Paul got more glory in jail, and he got more of the gospel put out in jail than he did when he was a person. God can take bad situations and turn them around for your good. I'm sorry, I'm a little excited and passionate today. But I'm feeling this today, man. This weekend, last week, I was feeling but I'm just feeling it. I just feel like it's time for us as Christians to quit pansying around and stand up and be strong in God and not yield and not bend and not bow to this world. And we've got to stand strong in what God says and what God's word is. And quit going through situations and just crumbling as Christians. We should go through situations and the first thing we should say, but God is with me. But God is with me. And because God is with me, I'm going to make it. So therefore, this is going to really stink and it's going to be bad. But you know what? It's, I'm, I'm going to be promoted after this is over. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to trust you, God. Because you know better. Your ways are not better than my ways and your, your thoughts are not my thoughts. So I want to just trust you today, God. I know I'm going through it. But I'm going to go through it. Because you're with me and you won't leave me. Would you bow your hand and close your eyes? Is there anybody here at all today that will say, Pastor Doug, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I want to be saved. I'm not going to embarrass you at all. I'm going to call you out. But if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior today, if you would just slip your hand up and let me see it, and let me, and let me just have a prayer with you. Just asking Christ to come in your life and to forgive you of your sins, or, or maybe you used to be a Christian and now you're not no more. If you just would slip your hand up, let me see it. If you're online, just put the praise hands up or just message us privately, and we'll take care of that and, and certainly call you and pray with you.
Anybody at all? Praise God. God, help us today to be bold and strong. Help us to stand up against this, this cruel, evil world and quit bowing down to the temptations and trials and tribulations and the struggles and the addictions and the fear and, 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 and the whoremongering and the, all of it, God that is trying its very best to get us to, to, to bow to things of this world instead of bowing to you. It's trying to pull us away from you, God, and pull us closer to this world. God, and I refuse to do that. It's a fight, God, and I struggle with it, God, but I, but it, but I will stand for you, Father. We all struggle with it. It's a fight for all of us. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I will prevail because Christ is with me. We are overcomers. Thank you, Father, Lord, for continuing to bless our church, God. Thank you for touching Kingdom Impact. Thank you so much for being with us next week, God, in advance, God, for our, our fifth anniversary. I know your spirit will be here to touch us as well. Holy Spirit, minister to your people right now. Give them boldness. Give them strength. Give them gumption. Give them the gut. God, the, the, the mind of Christ to be able to stand up for you, God what's right in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah God we just praise you right now we thank you for who you are we thank you for your goodness your grace and your mercy Thank you that your mercies are new every morning, God, for us to wake up and begin a new day all over. Start all over. We don't have to wait till January. Every day your mercies are new. Thank you that we can come to you here at church. We can come to you in our car, at home, or in the bathroom, or in the shower. Or, or, or sit in front of a television, God, and repent of our sins. And ask you to forgive us for what we've done wrong. Thank you for a house of worship. God, that we can come and have brothers and sisters in Christ that are here with us and we know that everybody in the house is for us and they believe in us because we're brothers and sisters in Christ and we share the same daddy. Abba, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, there are no orphans in Christ. We're all adopted as, his, as, as God's children and we're brothers and sisters with Christ and heirs and joint heirs with him I pray that you go out this week strong and mighty and firm in your faith knowing who you are in Christ and, and have already made if you haven't made a decision yet like Cassie Bernal did if you haven't made a decision yet that you know what when the time comes I'm going to stand for God. You need to make that today. You may be a Christian, but may, have, may not have made that decision yet. You need to make that today because if not, when you're standing there, your fear is going to take over. You're going to have a, a gun at your head or what have you, or what, and then you're going, to, you're going to fall apart. At that point, all you want to do is live. But God says, I want you to live with me forever. So just know I'm going to stand up for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. God bless you today.